Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. just happened in oh, live sports updates it's just turned into a gigantic mexican that was a sports update you learn something new every day i know you hate golf will but that was a live sports center update things happening now people playing sport that's right it's a bunch of dudes with clubs smacking a ball around there's a with no one to watch. There was a hole in one on Thursday. Sung Kang. Now is that when you get it in with one shot? That, look at you. Look at you. Don't even need to know what's going on in the golf course to understand the terminology. Or maybe, maybe producing the golf show is getting you caught up on what's going on. But yes, one swing, ball goes flying in the air, bounces right into the hole. Yeah, usually when I produce the golf show, it just sounds like Charlie Brown in my ears. <laughs> Charlie Brown's parents. <laughs> yeah. And then I hear my name and I go, oh, crap. Uh-oh. What did I do? Whoops. Will Dark. That much shellfish? Um, yeah, but, dude, it's all in one. And then there's really no reaction from anybody because there's no gallery. Normally they would just do it. But the guy just kind of strolls off. He's like, yeah, just did what I was supposed to do. And there's nobody to, like, ah, to get him all... I kind of feel like this is how golf's supposed to be played. I have no, I have no like, problem with no that. No crowd. Yeah. Well, I, I would say that um, that is always one of the more nerve-wracking shots in golf when there's like seven people watching you tee off because you're like going out ahead of another group. Then you're like, oh, man, I really need to hit this thing on the screws. I could not imagine hitting with a gallery where it's like, dude, I'm going to shank one of these and it's going to kill somebody. But those guys are pros, and they do it all the time. And very rarely does somebody, you know, crack somebody's head open. Mm. I think it happened to the Ryder Cup maybe last time. Maybe some Now, year- when you say crack someone's head open, what do you mean by that? Uh, golf ball flies into crowd, hits person in face, and then uh, blood. Uh, eyeballs. Somebody had their eyeball nearly ruined. Uh, you know. Just so why don't else. we have more of that in golf? There is, there's a fair amount of it dude i haven't seen any of that oh you need to pull it up i'm all about wait wait i'm all about the unnecessary sports violence and i've seen none of it real quick real quick will how many rounds of golf did you watch 
Um, last year or in your entire life? One. Okay, there you go. Tiger Woods uh, Masters there you go. final. There you go. Yeah. So and then, yeah, nobody got nobody got uh, cracked in the head that round. But yeah, no, it happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while. So yeah, it takes a ball to the bean. You know? Yeah, I want more of that. Well. I want some more, like, behind-the-knees like, club action. Watch. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to get that. Watch the uh, watch the pro-ams, uh, and you'll get a little bit more of that. There was one, I think it was Ray Romano, like, just bladed a chip and almost hit the next group on the tee box. That's what happens at a real golf course. When there's people yelling, four! I mean, All for Ray Romano, it's more like, four! Four! Yeah, that's true. That's very oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. But yeah. Oh, I hit this lady in the oh, face. Now she's suing me. <laughs> oh, what am I going to do? All but, my, all my everybody loves Raymond money's going to run out. If, if they were. <laughs> he crap. Is, hey, he's got all his Ice Age money. Whatever. What do you, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah how, he didn't spend it well. How many? <laughs> he didn't spend it well. That's a good, that's actually a good query. Oh, yeah. What's how, Ray Romano doing? With his money? Ray Romano plays a lot of golf. And he shows up at Pro-Ams. I don't know that he does any uh, live appearances anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't do any money drop-ins at the Laugh Factory, I don't think. But, yeah, he makes an Ice Age movie every, what, three years. How many Ice Age movies are there? I'm going to guess ten. I think it's paid for all of them. So, so he, right now, Ray Romano, I mean, you know. This is literally right now what he's doing? Well, given, you know, the whole COVID thing. He's at home with his family. I mean, most actors and actresses are probably in a holding pattern sure so i'm not going to take whatever projects i'm looking at right now on imdb in 2020 yeah. but i will say he was pretty active in 2019 he was um he was andy and uh paddleton i don't know what the hell that is nope uh crashing a tv series i have no idea what that is oh either. he did vinyl he did vinyl didn't he, he that was a hbo series. he was in fact in the uh, crappy tv series did, vinyl uh, but it, i'm just saying it's a recent thing that ray romano did Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Like Ice Age yeah. had to pay for like his kid's college. Literally, if I scroll down the IMDB page, yeah. it's just Ice Age. Ice that's Age. what I told Ice you. Ice Age. What I just say. Ice Age, Continental Drift. Ice Age, a mammoth Christmas. Ice Age, Continental Drift, Arctic Games. Let Ice me, Age Village. Let me ask you a question. More Ice Age movies or episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond? Ice Age, the great egg scapade. <laughs> There's one every holiday. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, he was also in uh, the Adventures of Mr. Clown. Is, is that a, is it a voice, or is that an actual? Because uh, I haven't seen his face. I mean, I didn't watch Vinyl because I heard it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, validation for my decision. Yeah. But I haven't seen his face, but I've heard his voice. I feel like more recently, my kids watched one of the Ice Age movies, like maybe the first one. How did they not watch more? Well, they just haven't yet. Uh, Are you keeping those like aces in the hole? Like when they get real, like real out of line, you're like, oh my gosh, would you just shut up? I'm going to put Ice Age on. You just, just As watch punishment? <laughs> no, just like, just get out of my hair. No, here's the thing. Like, don't you have some of those in your pocket where yeah. you're like, okay, if they're getting real annoying, I'm going to throw this on. Yeah. It's and called, they'll be quiet. It's called any movie. Here's the way that I choose the movie that they get to watch is if I'm in the room, it's a movie that I'm pretty confident I can tolerate. If I'm leaving the room, yeah, go ahead and watch your Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or something that has like one of those educational tilts to it mm. that I have no desire right. to be a part of. Learning sucks. That's exactly right. Well, you know what? Here's here's the thing, Will. 
Okay. Most of the preschool learning stuff, yeah. I'm mostly dialed on that. Shapes, colors, most of the numbers, a lot of the alphabet, I'm pretty solid on. I'll tell you this. I bet you anything, if you watch some of those again, you'll find one thing that you forgot about. Oh, there's no... Just like one thing. Yeah, and it won't even be like that significant. It'll just be something of like, you didn't know this shape had this many sides. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, yeah. I guess that is the case. Yeah. What do you, yeah, what do you call a seven-sided? I've got... I just went through them in my head. Square is four. You got pentagon. Then you got... That's seven. Pretty sure that's five. Okay. What's six? Sectagon, right? Sexagon. <laughs> Octagon is eight. It's a nickname in college. I don't know what seven is. Septicon? Decepticon? Decepticon? They call a seven. What do you call a seven? See, there you go. I don't know if they're doing that one, though. I don't know how much geometry is going on. Did you ever do geometry in high school? Dude, I was so good at geometry. I, really? I, I, yes. I don't I don't want to brag about how awesome I was at geography or at geometry, geography. Maybe you were good at geography. I was not good at geography. No. Uh if if you ask me to name countries, I'm like maybe get six European countries like by location. Like just looking at if you gave me a blank map, mm. that thing going to be bad. What about the northeast of the United States? Could you name all the states? I think I could, I think I could get all the states. I could get My I, wife and I tried this a couple weeks ago and I got real damn close. There's like 3 in the northeast that I did not get. Vermont, New Hampshire, did you mix those up? I think I either mixed that up or Rhode Island. How would you mix up Rhode Island? It's the smallest one. It's just tough. It's, it's tough. They're all kind of together. It's the smallest. I know Vermont and New Hampshire they next look to the each same, other. Yeah, they look yeah. the same only backwards. Uh, did you did you mix up North and South Carolina, North and South Dakota? Did no, you, did in you fact, the, I didn't. You, you put the right one on top, the wrong one on the bottom. She couldn't. She didn't grow up in the United States. She grew yeah. up in Wales, and so she was like, because we both did it, and sure. she actually screwed up hard on like the Midwest, which yeah. I was kind of interested. In. I was I like, could really? See that. Yeah, the, they're, they're I could the, see you mixing up maybe uh, the flyover you know, states, Nebraska, friend. Missouri, or something. Sure, but. Yeah, they're flyover states, my friend. It is a heptagon. Didn't have that. Heptagon. Seven-sided. The hepsitagon. I will say the seven-point star. Kind of cool. Kind of digging on the seven-point. at? I just pulled up, what do you call a seven-sided shape? And they threw me the seven-sided shape, but one of them's got the star drawn in the middle of it. Ooh, that looks like a witchcraft thing. You see what I'm saying? That would be a sweet tattoo. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of digging on the uh, heptagon. If you got, I would love it if you got this as a tattoo, and then it ended up later that this was like a a signal for a sex cult or something. <laughs> yeah, You're out in public and people are like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, hello, sir." Tip of the cap. Well, am I getting it on my neck? He knows. Or, or I, well, I'm thinking that's a lower on your forearm. I'm that's a lower forearm. back tattoo. What are you doing later? <laughs> Just a lot of unwanted attention. Well, uh, I'm taking my. Twins and my wife that are with me home, <laughs> sir. You call me after. Yeah. What? No. Text me. What is going on? Like, but it's, but a, lot of, it's a lot of people pulling up their forearms and just showing me their same tattoo. It's okay, wink. sir. No charge. And winking. It's like Fight Club where it goes everywhere and people are like. Every, every, every one of them looks at me. They pull up their they pull up their sleeve to show their forearm tattoo. Mm. And then they stick out their tongue and they all have those split snake tongues. I'm like, what did Ooh. I do? Yeah. Oh, why that popped into my head. Uh, hey, let's talk some sports. There are sports to talk about, or at least sports things. We were very excited last week because the NBA was coming back. Well, 
Kyrie is trying to shut it down. Kyrie Irving is trying to shut down the NBA. Uh, there is a ground swell to get Colin Kaepernick back in the league. Uh, the uh, old owner of the Panthers apparently had it written into his contract that his statue had to stay up. Well, they may have found the loophole to get the sexist, racist guy uh, statue taken down. We have a lot of things to talk about, so we'll talk about them. We'll start with Kyrie and the NBA. We'll do it next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back to the show. We were so excited last week. The NBA and the Players Association voted. Basketball's coming back July 31st. They've got the Orlando containment situation to figure out as far as the details go. Yay! But now, strange people acting strangely, uh, trying to thwart the efforts uh, that have been put together or that are ongoing to make this thing work. Um, you mentioned in your update, Will, um, Kyrie Irving, mm. last night mm. on about a 90-minute call with uh, somewhere around 100 players on it. Side note, 90-minute call sounds like hell for anything. Yeah. I don't care what it is. It could be the greatest news in the world. After 30 minutes, I, I got to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You Fair. just won the lottery. Oh, my okay, gosh. Yeah, okay. Hour later. Okay, can I get off? <laughs> yeah, listen, I just keep the money. I don't even <laughs> want it anymore. I don't Doesn't care. Doesn't matter. Wait, $10 million, just keep it. Can I get off? If if I have to stay on for another 30 minutes, I'm good. If I stay on another 10, I'll split it with you. <laughs> so Kyrie Irving made an impassioned plea to the NBA rank-and-file players. I think it's the way that they describe them. Uh, to to not go through with this quarantine reboot of the season. He wants players to sit out. Now, Kyrie Irving's got a shoulder injury, so he's not playing anyways. He's He had season-ending surgery that will not be ready to go even by July. But here's the strange thing. According to Woj, Kyrie was on the call with the Players Association and the league for the vote. Yeah, he is like a vice president, right? Yeah, he, he yeah. he's 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 a pretty high ranking in yeah. the players association. So he's got a he's got a say in it. And he was an active participant in it, but he was asking questions that were pretty mundane. He's like, uh, do I count as one of the thirty five people for the team even though I'm injured? Uh can I can I cheer in the stands? Can I use a sauna for rehab? Uh are our sponsors allowed to come in and share products? Like he was he was an active participant in the call, but there's nothing that really stood out. So in the last week, he's had a change of heart, and I realize it has something to do with the, the what's going on as far as the the protests for for George Floyd and and whatnot. But all of a sudden, he has kind of reversed field entirely, and now is petitioning players to not go through with the agreement that he was part of deciding on. Very strange. Uh, I guess not really for Kyrie Irving. <laughs> this is pretty par for course, right? I mean, really, this, this is what Kyrie Irving does. I mean, this dates back to the whole thing of him and the Nets saying, hey, I'm going to wear this hat in this picture, and you can't tell me otherwise. You're going to need to Photoshop this ass out. He's really, really petulant, and he shows it in moments like this. And I, I'm not going to say he's completely wrong about a lot of this stuff that the NBA is doing. I think that 
for the most part, Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Donovan Mitchell, Kyrie Irving, all the players that have expressed a little bit of apprehension of doing this 22-team uh, bubble league that the NBA is proposing in, in Florida, I, I think there's something to it. One, you don't want to get infected to go play for what could be a very small amount of time. Two, sure. you don't want to risk injury because, well, you haven't been playing basketball for the last three months, and a couple weeks to get back in shape, it's not really going to work that well. Yeah, but so they, I mean, you I, have more than a month before they, I mean, yeah. they report back, what is it, July 8th that they report back. And it's not that, a lot of time. Well, I understand that, but that they also are giving you, the, what, 23 weeks of, of prep time before you're playing games because games aren't going to start until July 31st. So they're giving you a reasonable about 23 of, weeks? Tw- what, uh, 23 days. Three weeks, 21 days. Oh, okay. Whatever. I thought you said 23 weeks. Uh, I, was I was like, starting oh my to say 21 days, and then I changed it to three weeks midstream. 23 can- weeks. Agreed. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, but but part of it is on you as an NBA player. If you've decided that, like, dude, I mean, if, if they're suspending play, I'm just going to eat hamburgers between now and the time that we get back to play. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to stay in shape. You're a professional athlete. There's some... There, part of it is on you if you're completely out of shape at this point or, let's say, a week ago when they made this decision. I don't think it's so much about staying in shape as it is staying in game shape. I, yes. and, and there's something totally different to it. You can practice as much as you want. You can go and quarantine yourself with five other dudes on your team and do scrimmages and stuff like that. It doesn't replace in-game speed, in-game physicality, and the in-game intensity that your body is going to go through day in and day out. And I think that's what they're really worried about is the idea that what if I play in this league and because I've been on pretty much rest, because really it doesn't matter how much I work out. The NBA season is an effing slog, dude. Like you have back to backs. You got to get on a play. I mean, it is tough. What if I get a serious injury and then another year out of my prime is completely taken for Carmelo Anthony. I don't understand why the hell he's so concerned. That dude's career is pretty much over in two years anyway. Why don't you take every chance you can get to play? Yeah, I, I, You probably should, dude, because they're going to figure out you suck 10 games into the next season, and then your ass ain't getting hired ever again. I would get on that court as fast <laughs> as possible if I was Carmelo Anthony. Well, and, and the thing that I don't understand about the getting back into shape, and you played athlete, you were an athlete at a much higher level than I was, but – it's not like five teams have been playing this whole time and are in game shape and everybody else has to catch up to them. Everybody's kind of in the same boat. But it's not about competition. It's about your health. That's more than anything else. I don't think they really think that like, oh my gosh, the Lakers have a leg up because they've been practicing. Yeah, I don't think they care about that. I think this is probably one of the first times this season that NBA players are starting to act, rightfully so, a little bit selfish. They're saying okay, if I'm going to go play in this league and this is really getting stressed at this point because they're going to incredible lengths to get us on a court, we're being put in an effing bubble in Florida. Yeah. Like it better pay off for me one financially and two career wise. Well, financially, you're going to pay me. That's cool. But career wise, like, I don't know, man, I don't really want to get hurt here. Well, sure. But you do have the opportunity to win a championship. And in the NBA, it seems to matter more than any other league with the exception of maybe quarterback in football, winning a championship is a huge part of an NBA legacy. Mm -hmm. And you have, you do have that carrot dangled at the end of it. And it's, it's a matter of going out and standing in, 
in unison with the rest of the league going, hey, we've agreed to this. And that's a part that is really bizarre to me where Kyrie, if he'd have come out and said this when he was part of the conversation with the NBA, sure, that's different. I realize that a lot has happened in the week with the protesting and with the the, the plea for social justice that's going on. And I know that there's an element to that. And, and I guess it's 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 strange for me that that Kyrie Irving is the guy standing up and going, guys, I've had a change of heart. We can't do this because of X, Y, Z. Because I, of what? I, because of the racial injustice thing? Yeah. It, well, but that, well, why, why doesn't he offer an effing solution then? See, that's what bothers me the most about Kyrie Irving. He comes out and he speaks very loudly against certain causes, mm-hmm. but he never offers like a counter solution or maybe another way of thought. He just kind of craps on it. And yeah. that's literally what he's doing right here. He's, here's the quote, because I can't read half of it, because <laughs> Kyrie's got a potty mouth. Yeah. He said, uh, quote, I don't support going into Orlando. I'm not with the systemic racism and the BS. Something smells a little fishy. I, I don't know what smells fishy in this. Yeah, I don't, I, I, the NBA, I don't get it. The, and, and are you going to tell me, like, Hey, NBA, you need to do this instead. Yeah, the NBA has a pretty good record of letting their players use their voices. We've seen it with Donald Sterling. I mean, this was not all that long ago that, you know, the it was Michael Brown and the I Can't Breathe shirts. But that's one of the, the pictures that has been, you know, used in every conversation around this. When you talk about athletes going out and letting their voices be heard, the, the NBA didn't do anything to try to take the power away from the players in that situation. And Donald Sterling was run out of the league and forced to sell his team. The NBA is trying to get back to business and there is a benefit to the players. There is money on the line. There is an element of legacy on the line and Kyrie Irving, a player who's not even going to be participating in this because of his shoulder injury is the one that's coming out and saying it. I just I just don't understand where he's coming from. And maybe you're exactly right. It's because there isn't a solution attached to it. It's going, if if we're going to come back, here are the things that need to happen, I guess, would be a lot more powerful. Yeah, I would understand that. Yeah, I guess I can see that, too. Uh, so. Also, 503-250-1080 on the text line. Please let us know, would this championship really count? I don't know why it wouldn't. It would, it would have a feel of kind of like, do you feel that way? Like if you, when you go back and count rings, yeah, how many of them do you look at and go, well, nah, that was a, that was a uh, shortened season because of uh, of a player holdout lockout. See, I, I think it's different with the lockout, okay? Because the lockout, for some reason, you kind of go back to normal, and you, you forget about it. Like, sure. we're we're never gonna forget about this. This is yeah. like, oh yeah. Once, unless this is like the new normal, it really, better not be. because then maybe we'll just remember this is when it started. Yeah. But like, I, I think you can kind of remember points in time. Like, you know, I know there's a lot of conversation around Kevin Durant, for instance, and his titles. Yeah. I, there's a lot of people, including myself, who literally just go, dude, no, you didn't win those. <laughs> like you didn't. You yeah. were the second best player in the world and you couldn't get it done yourself. So you joined like the other the 10 best, best players ever, in the yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I don't really count those. A lot of people say that also with Kawhi Leonard's last title. But they go, eh, I don't know. You kind of really? beat a hobbled Warriors team. Ye- yes, but he also went and took the Raptors, who could not get over the hump and, and led them to yeah. a championship. So, that there, I don't know. Like, if the Blazers won this title, <laughs> you know the national media would go, bah. 
again, I just think it's an even playing field. And I guess it, it kind of depends on what happens. Now, if if what you're saying where the injury risk is higher and players start dropping, like if the Blazers are the only ones that their stars survive, and I'll, like you get out there and start playing, Kawhi goes down, LeBron goes down, Harden and Westbrook both go down. Uh, the Durant n- comes back in, then he goes down. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we <laughs> saw that last year. But, you know, if, if people start dropping like flies and it is a triage NBA and the only team left standing is your Portland Trailblazers because, you know, their their bone structures are smaller and their bodies don't take as much abuse because they're led by two tiny people and they win the championship. Yeah, I guess you could say that that championship doesn't count. But as far as I can see, and maybe my perspective is skewed, but I look at it and go, hey, it's at least an even playing field. There's an opportunity for teams on the outside looking in to get a chance at the eight seed, and then you can go out and play out the playoffs pretty much as they would have been formed. It's an even playing field. You got to be able to take care of yourself, and I, I realize that, yeah, you're not in game shape or the shape that you'd normally be in at the end of an NBA season, but... It's the guys across from you are in the same exact position. Text line 503-250-1080. I know what Will means, but to me, a championship is usually memorable for the quality of a few games in both the lead-up and final series. Yeah. I think the only person that doesn't count for is, like, Bill Russell and Michael Jordan. It's just kind of like, well, they won so many. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really... Yeah, like can. there's a bunch of moments. It just they want a lot of them. Yeah, but well, every game is not great. Every every like LeBron's moment. titles will all be like looked at very carefully. Like yeah. the first one is like ah well whatever you beat you beat an inexperienced uh, Warriors team. Yeah, but there's the second a, one like okay we'll give you that one. There, there's also there's also a different level of intrigue when it's your team too. I mean you know the the Super Bowls that the Seahawks played in. Man, I was watching every snap with such intensity. Dude, I could I can't really tell you what happened in the end of the Matt Ryan uh collapse really? uh, Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. Uh I can remember the, the Edelman end. catch. I could I can remember the very yes, the, the Edelman catch, but but can you tell me what happened between between uh it was twenty eight three. Until it got to like what was it, twenty eight twenty eight. Can you tell me what happened? the entire comeback or just when it got close at the end? Well, I can tell you a couple moments. Yeah, there's a couple. That's what I mean. There's well, a couple. I can't, I, but that's I can't it, tell you every moment. Yeah. Come on. But the, but the Seahawks. You can't Super, tell me every Seahawks, Seahawks moment. Super you got to tell me every <laughs> effing point they put up on the Broncos. No, what, what I'm Boom. saying. <laughs> yeah, the Percy Harvin kick right there one. to start off the second that half. One. Boom. These guys are dying. And then Peyton Manning looks old and lost. <laughs> Boom. Interception. Yeah, exactly. But but I'm just saying, you watch with more intensity when your team is involved. There's no question about it. So if the Blazers do make that run, I'll tell you what, Portland will be screaming for the rooftop. This counts. This we'll, counts. We'll be like UCF. Oh, yeah. We'll make the banner and everybody will be like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if your team loses, it's easy to discredit. Lakers fans, if the Lakers lose in the first round, well, it's BS anyways. It's all just coronavirus. LeBron didn't have enough time. Let's stay on the NBA. We need to talk about uh, fat people getting skinny and skinny people getting fat. Weird things happening. There's a picture of a guy you will not recognize if we tell you who it is. Uh, we'll talk about that after this Sports Center update. They don't abuse oh, it. Oh, righty. 
Okay. Fan text line 503-250-1080. The thought is brought up is, I don't know whether this NBA Finals will be great from the... Will be great from the lack of fans with dialogue caught on the mics between rivals or dull from no fans giving energy. If nothing else, it will be intriguing to see what the broadcast is like, what the mics are picking up, what the intensity is between teams, and will there be that ramp of it? I mentioned the the hole in one this week um, out at Colonial. They the guy aces it and just kind of strolls up off the tee box and like it. I mean, I hit it, in, uh, hit it in one shot. Pretty good, huh? Well, you know they're going to do, uh, I think, pipe in NBA 2K soon. Well, are they really? <laughs> That's what they're thinking of, yeah. Well, Fox, I know, uh, has said that for football, if they have to play with no fans, that they're going to load it in. Uh, ESPN Radio will have the uh, entire NBA playoffs. So right here on the fan and 910 ESPN Portland, you'll be able to hear all of the games. So you're welcome. Um, but it will be very interesting to see uh, really what the what it looks like when we get out there. So eh, who knows? Um, one thing that will be very intriguing, though, outside of just what it looks and sounds like, Sans fans, is have you seen photographs of Nikola Jokic? I have. Oh, my word. If you have not seen these photos, go to a computer and type in Nikola Jokic, he is down, I'm guessing, 50 pounds. They don't know his new weight. He was listed at 284. But the side-by-side photos, I mean, he is unrecognizable. One of the uh, trainers, uh, who was it that said this? Um, One of the, it's one of the administrators for the Nuggets said, dude has abs. I saw him without a shirt. He's got abs. It was the Nuggets president, Tim Conley. <laughs> I've never seen this guy with abs before. They're he was calling cri- him the big Peloton. He, <laughs> that's pretty good. He was criticized uh, pretty roundly for uh, being round uh, coming into the season this year. And the Nuggets obviously fell to the Blazers last year uh, in the second round of the NBA playoffs. But this is a young team with a lot of promise, a great big man that a lot of people probably haven't watched in the NBA. And now he looks totally different. I wonder if it's going to translate to more mobility, better play, or if he's just going to be frail and pushed off the block. Well, it didn't really work too well for Mr. LeBron James, if I remember correctly, at the start of the, what was it, 2014-15 season? Yeah. Uh, Those photos came out of him, like, at his house in Miami, and uh, his face looked, like, emaciated, (laughs) and he was wearing a white shirt. and He looked like the cover of some emo album. Like, he, he didn't look good. Uh, and then you will remember that during that first, like, what, 15 games of the season, they kind of sucked, and so did he. And then he went on, like, rest. Yep. And then, like, he came back, and he looked huge. It was like, <laughs> okay, there's the HGH. <laughs> Perfect. So so here's, here's the question is, how do we know what the right move is? Is there a control to this test? We need a European to be out of shape. And guess who is reportedly... Not really taking this opportunity to shape up, but Luka Doncic. So Luka apparently, and this is a uh, a quote translated uh, by Eurohoops from his trainer. He says he's not in the best shape, which is normal. NBA games will not have been played uh, will not be played until the end of the July, so there's enough time for him to recover and get ready. However, 
he undoubtedly would be ready to play right now. So that's kind of the suggestion going, yeah, this dude has not taken it very seriously. So here's your control test is you have uh, Jokic who has decided that, uh, yeah, dude, I'm going to take this. I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to go out with my abs and dominate the NBA. And here's Luka Doncic, another guy that I'd really like to see come back and play. That was the thing about the NBA playoffs this year. I think there's a lot of teams that were going to be really intriguing to watch. And I have the, the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets both circled on that list. So here's Doncic just not taking it seriously, apparently. Let uh, me put this out here for you. Please. What made Nikola Jokic so good? You never expected what you got from him. He just he, he was very easy to look past. Uh, okay. Besides that, theoretically, not physically, but like skill wise, passing, passing. Yeah, that's the big thing that made him good. I, th I think that is one of his uh, best traits as a big man. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of big men that are really good at passing, but sure. why was it that Nikola Jokic was so effing good at it? You tell me. I think it's the fact that his massive body could create space from defenders yeah. because most of the time when he'd get the ball at the top of the key and somebody would come in to man him up, that dude would stick his ass out and create space and then get a vision yeah. and go, boom, ball there. I think this is going to backfire Ooh. massively. <laughs> dude, Hot the takes. reason that guy was so good was because he was an effing load. And if he got yeah. in the key, you couldn't do anything to stop him because, one, He's an effing load. Move him Two, off the spot. He's very strong. And three, he's really good at shooting. Yeah. And so if you take that size component away from him, I, I mean, to be quite honest, he's not that fast. And I don't think losing a bunch of weight really makes you faster. Yeah. Maybe it gives you a little more endurance, but I'm not sure about that. Now, on the other side of it, Luka Doncic, I don't think this is really going to matter at all. <laughs> no, dude. I don't think so either. Because when you see him move anyway, when he, I guess, was like pre-fat, like, yeah. He didn't really move all that well I in the know. first place. He was just super good. Dude, he was the most excellent YMCA player ever. Oh, I bet he is. Because he had that body where it was just like, yep. dude, you look like some massive normal guy. But, like, he could just, like, <laughs> shoot over everybody and create space. 503-250-1080. This is true. Doncic has probably discovered barbecue in Texas. Uh, dude, barbecue in Texas is so damn good. Yeah, uh, I think he's in Europe right now, but yeah. No, I, I mean, wasn't Larry Bird kind of awkward looking? I'm not going to call Larry Bird fat, no. but he was just a normal looking dude. Luka Doncic is a normal looking dude. Dude, I went back and watched the Magic Bird documentary. I didn't realize that all of the back troubles that Larry Bird had oh, yeah. came from building his mom's driveway by himself. Larry Bird, See? you hick. Basketball in the 80s, man. It was incredible. <laughs> Better than those plumbers in the 70s. Yeah, yeah the, Can't the, believe that. the concrete uh, work in the 80s was much better than the uh, pipeline. Yeah. They didn't lay a lot of pipe in the 70s, I'm sure. I'm just saying, man. If you get my gist. What does that mean? Plumbers. Laid a lot of pipe. Well, yeah, but I don't know what you're saying. Get if my gist. If you know what I mean. I don't. I'd rather you just say it right here, what? live on air. What What now? That they were plumbers? Something about pipe. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I still don't understand what you're saying. That the, the uh, plumbers, they were plumbers. No? So there's no sexual innuendo to that? <laughs> now you're getting it. That's it? Uh, hey, let's uh, let's get to good versus evil. You want to do that? Do yeah. it next. Good versus evil right here. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Pain.
Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Whether it was up 3-2 on the Golden State Warriors a couple of years ago against the San Antonio Spurs, so many losses against Golden State. In those elimination games, James Harden has come up really, really small. Oh, some guy from CBS during a recent podcast this week, Rockets owner and guy who tried to do Moneyball in the NBA, Daryl Morey, took the blame for not surrounding James Harden with enough talent in the past few years to actually win an NBA title. Morey said, quote, most days I wake up saying I let him down because we haven't gotten the right players to win a title. In this case, do you agree? Did you call Daryl Morey the owner? GM, whatever. G- <laughs> GM, whatever. Uh, well, here's here's your uh, theory that is being floated around out there is uh, Mark D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni, Mark D'Antonio. Uh, Mike D'Antoni has never been able to get his championship because he wears out his players. He's got a three-month hiatus in the middle of a season. Rockets fourth best odds to win the NBA championship during the reboot because they can get out there and they can play their scorched earth style basketball and they'll have fresh legs to do it. Watch out! I don't know if I buy it. Doesn't everybody else have fresh legs too? Yes, I know, but the the way that they play is going to benefit them. The reason James Harden comes up so small in those big moments is because he's fat and tired. I know, but they say he's skinny and tired now. He's skinny now? Yeah, he's slimmed down. I haven't seen pictures like I have with Jokic, but we didn't get to it in the last one. Harden, apparently in great shape. Watch out, world! No matter how much you try to do things from a virtual perspective as far as meeting time and keeping people apart and limiting the amount of people that all get together in one in one place, I mean, there's, there's this going to be risk because at some point in time, football is one of those games where people in pro- close proximity to one another and players and coaches alike and owners and, and everyone in the league office is going to have to come to the grips with come to the grips with the fact that there is going to be some risk involved here. That's guy who you can't really tell if he's either sleepy or super pissed off, Lewis Riddick. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh says the guideline system they've received from the league to reopen training camp amid the coronavirus pandemic is pretty much humanly impossible. The protocol requires physical distancing in the locker room, meeting rooms, and weight rooms, as well as cafeterias. Harbaugh said he's unsure how these standards can be realistically applied everywhere. Training camps are scheduled to begin in late July. Do you have faith the NFL can make the right changes in the right amount of time? I don't know. I mean, there's there's physical uh, impediments to trying to keep giant people that far apart. They didn't design the cafeterias, weight rooms, meeting rooms to have six feet in between all players. And the the thing that's confusing is, all right, we need everybody to keep their physical distance at all times. Now go collide with each other for two hours and then go back to being six feet apart. So part of me thinks it doesn't make a whole ton of sense. 
uh, along with it being physically impossible. I, I don't know that this experiment is going to work incredibly well. There's already a lot of cracks in the NBA uh, plan from, you know, the, the bubble that they're creating there because the people taking care of the NBA players in the hotels and in the restaurants are not going to be be required to go through the same quarantine procedures as the NBA players. So I don't know. It's going to be incredibly difficult. We've been, um, you know, dealing with kind of two things at the at the same time, uh, the, the protesting and uh, the, the social justice uh, fight that's going on right now. And I think it's made a, people, a lot of people forget that dude, the coronavirus is still a very serious thing that we need to deal with. And I don't, I don't know that it's going to be easy. My question still remains. What happens when somebody's test positive? Nothing. <laughs> well, then, then we'll be fine. I mean, they love money. So yeah. Well, I think that's the one thing that like everybody's missing with all this. They like try to talk around this stuff, but they're like the rules, the rules. I'm like, dude, they don't care. They just want money. <laughs> they seriously don't care. Yeah. Like five people could get the coronavirus and they'll be like, well, they don't have it that bad. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we all know that that was a bunch of crap. I mean, there's no other way to say that. Colin Kaepernick should have been in the NFL, should be in the NFL now. There shouldn't be a question about that. Um, I, I'm with you in the fact that it feels like the tide has turned, uh, that the NFL might, you know, actually really want a Colin Kaepernick return this type, uh, th I mean, this time around. That was Anthony Michael Hall's stand-in for the movie Stand By Me, Chris Sims. Now that the NFL is facing unprecedented public pressure to put Kaepernick back in the league, a new false narrative seems to be emerging that Cap should consider giving up returning to the NFL and just focus instead on his activist work he's been doing in the last three years. But according to Pro Football Talk, he's in great shape and, quote, more motivated than ever to play in the NFL. Who do you think's taking a chance on this guy? Uh, Seahawks came out this week and said we should have given him a chance before, which uh, is I absolutely abhor that comment. I just think it's stupid when we should have done that. Well, you didn't. Shut up. Who needs a quarterback? Patriots. No oh. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you look at you look at some of the teams that could possibly be in the market for for Colin Kaepernick. And a lot of people are turning to the Patriots and think that it should be a good idea. Should he have a job? Yeah. Yes, I think he should. The question is, can he come back and play well? I think the 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 best thing that you can do for for your cause is is be a star in in sports sometimes and if he comes back it plays incredibly well after what has it been a three-year hiatus um that would be the best thing so i hope it's all true that he's in great shape he can go somewhere where he has an opportunity to earn a starting job and, and play yeah, well no, i don't think that's gonna happen ne neither do i yeah. but i think i know the whole opportunity thing but i think he needs to set those standards a little lower when it comes to the starting job I don't know. Because people I, keep saying that, and I've heard that a lot, even from dudes on our station, where they're like, "This guy's a starting." Qu I'm like, "Dude, he hasn't played in three years." That's what like, I'm saying. He's got a. But but am I right? It would bring a lot more attention if you go out and play. That's all I'm saying. Sure so, it would. So I don't know. I, I it, if you trust me, I want him to get back on a team. Yep. But I'm just thinking realistically at this point, that guy hasn't played in three years, and it's not like he's like a running back or like, mm -hmm. I don't know, a, a tight end where it's like, okay, three years off. Eh, you'll kind of suck for a little bit, but then you'll get back into it. No, you're a quarterback. <laughs> like, you have the hardest job in sports. Yes, you do. And it's it's difficult, but he you know he, he led a team to a Super Bowl once upon a time. Uh, maybe he goes back into this again. The one benefit he has 
compared to a guy like Cam Newton, he has not been oh better than injured, Cam Newton. injured, injured, yeah. uh, hit, hit, hit. Yeah. And Colin Kaepernick always was a little bit more elusive than than a guy like Cam. So I don't know. It would be it would be great to see. I guess if I had a vote, it would be somewhere where he has a chance, and uh, it'd be great to see him back on the field, not just there as a, uh, a you know, a, I don't know what the word is. Um, prop? Prop is a very good word. Yeah. Uh, uh, prop during the anthem. Time for my favorite story of the week. The headline? It's kind of depressing, but it's kind of <laughs> funny. I had to pick this one. I really, I struggled with this, but at the end of the day, I go, I have to do this one. Woman attempting suicide in Tokyo has her life saved by 20 sumo wrestlers. <laughs> uh, just a picture that popped into my head is they form like the pad as she's jumping off the building and then they land softly into the bellies of all these sumo wrestlers. Tell me that's what happened. Japan's been seeing some very encouraging drops in suicide rates recently, but that doesn't mean that the country has completely solved the complex issues Early on Wednesday morning of this week, a woman in her 30s was walking near, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this river's name, uh, stepping out into a pedestrian bridge that spans the river. She climbed over the crest uh, high railing and threw herself into the water below. Uh, the time was just blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Luckily, though, a 70-something local resident says the woman fell into the water. Don't die, he shouted. And then I Don't guess die. 20 sumo wrestlers rushed in to save the woman <laughs> who appeared to be drowning. So actually it's something even crazier than what you're thinking. A woman attempted suicide into a river. Then 20 sumo wrestlers like walruses going hey. back into their habitat. Hey, come on now. Just breached into water and saved her. Can I tell you what I'd like to see? Could you imagine all those fat dudes floating down a river? Can I tell you what I'd like to see? I want to see a swim race between sumo wrestlers. You can just line them up in an Olympic swimming pool down and back. 20 sumo wrestlers. How many guys, how many guys swim uh, across an Olympic race? What do they have, 10? Sure. I want to see that. I want to see that with sumo wrestlers. That would be awesome. Did they all link together to become a giant raft? No, but ah. their work was not done yet. When the ambulance arrived, the paramedics brought a stretcher out to the bank of the river and placed the woman on it, but there was a two-meter barricade between the bank and the street level. Luckily, there was no shortage of muscular strength on site. They just threw her over. That's right. The sumo wrestlers combined their might to lift the stretcher up onto the road. Why don't they hire more of these guys for public services Wait, like this? What were the sumo wrestlers doing that they happened to be along the banks of this river at the time? Probably eating lunch. <laughs> they're probably all sitting. And by the way, there is a tweet about it. You didn't and need to say they lunch. are all wearing their sumo gear. So what are they doing? Like, is there a training facility right there? Someone! Because, like, originally in your head, you might think, like, okay, it's just, like, their day off and they're yeah. all got to get. No, dude. They're all in their sumo wear, which means in their sumo wear, they got into that river and floated to get her. Oh, wow. That is, it's pretty fantastic. That's, that is a wonderful story. That is one of my favorites. Well done, young man. That is your good versus evil for today, the 13th of June, 2020. It's brought to you by 808. They're open for takeout or delivery. Hopefully, well, Noma County opening, opening soon. Uh, you can check out their menu and hours at ate-oh-ate.com.
Tom. In the next hour, Reggie Bush is back at USC. NASCAR getting rid of the Confederate flag and a statue coming down in Carolina. Uh, that and more, Hour 2 of Center and the Saint next, right here at 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.